Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, we're good. We're good now. That was a comedic sequence of errors. Me. <laughs> So basically what happened is the, the maintenance guys, I had put in a request because I had a, a shriekingly loud uh, dryer in my apartment and the guy waited until 10 minutes before we were going live. And he's like, oh, it'll take 10 minutes, take minute, 10 minutes. And then he's like a minute before it starts. I'm like, how much longer do you think it's going to be? Oh, 30 more minutes and then we'll be done. I'm like, no, you got to you gotta come back. We can't. We can't do this. Yeah. Um, so they didn't this fix is right. It. I'm not taking my job seriously. No, it's not done. It's It's still... It is completely ajar and, and pulled out of where it was supposed to be. So what are they like, do they do maintenance on your building? Like, can they come back tomorrow or? They, 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 they are, they are coming back tomorrow. Yes. They're coming back tomorrow. <laughs> I, I'm all over the place. If you can't tell you, I hate oh. that you're entertained by this. <laughs> oh, I am so entertained. This is so great for me. Uh, you know, this is, this is the highlight of my day is your comedic rise to what you know should mm -hmm. be done but see here's here's the truth i yeah. know what you were really doing what was i doing you were trying to find washington's defense oh ha 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 very funny yeah very you were funny. trying to find washington's defense so nevertheless we will talk tonight about washington and usc i think that's going to be a good one somebody's picking an upset bad pick bad pick okay. Bad pick. USC is going to upset the Washington Huskies. I know that you're going to explain why you came to that conclusion, but I don't see it. I, 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 know, I know you are so anti-Washington, but I'm we'll not anti-Washington. Yes, you are. I, just a little bit. No, I think they're going to lose by a field goal. Eh, I don't see that happening. I think this game is going to be lopsided. I think it's going to be very lopsided. It could, and I could be dead wrong, but we'll talk about it. USC versus Washington. That's not the only game that we will discuss here tonight. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Bedlam is in the picture here. Uh, a top 25 matchup. Some people did not believe that Oklahoma State would have a good year at all, but here they are at 6-2 and two mm -hmm. against a team in Oklahoma who just – comes freshly off a loss to Kansas. Yes, the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game is it if we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Blake, I think that our predictions and our insight for this game would be completely different. But both of these teams are on two completely different tracks right now. Oklahoma oh. is trying to get their feet back underneath them and Oklahoma State is charging forward. Now I know that they've played very different schedules. But they look very different right now. I'm old enough to remember when a very handsome young man named Blake picked Oklahoma State to knock off Kansas State a couple weeks ago, and you called me an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I called you an idiot. You but called I, me I, an idiot. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, is Mike Gundy going to use Tresemme ooh-la-la -la this week? 
for the mullet. We'll we'll talk about that one as well. And speaking of Kansas State, Texas and K-State will face off. I was close to taking Kansas State. Very, very close. I don't like Malik Murphy right now. What do you think? See, that's where I'm a little bit I'm a little bit iffy here with mm. Malik Murphy. Indeed. Like, do we actually think he gets the job done? But at the same time, I got no idea how Kansas State's been ranked. I have no idea how they got placed where well, they they're are. Well, they're 6-2. They're not a bad football team. I mean, one of their losses is to a top 12 Missouri, Missouri team. And and what happened? What's their win? What's their win right now? Okay, what's Michigan's win? Okay, I mean, we can't we, but we can't compare Michigan and Kansas State. Michigan's also sure, undefeated. We can't, but but I'm can I tell you, we're part of the, we're, there are two things that are equal to me. Can I tell you what they are? What? People playing Christmas music on November the 1st, okay? okay? And people people saying in week 10, they hadn't played anybody. Those are the exact same people. The people well, living, listen to Christmas music on November the 1st are the same people who say they hadn't played anybody. That statement is applicable when we're talking about early season undefeated teams, but we're at week 10 and they have two losses right now and two man losses. They have Missouri's quality not losses. Loss. Missouri's not a man loss on a, on a 60 yard field goal to win it. Oklahoma state's a man loss. That's not a great loss. They're in the top 25. I mean, they've lost they to two top 25 teams. I don't think that that is man losses, but both are we, of them, if I'm not mistaken, both of them on the road, are we really going to credit a team because their losses look good rather than justifying no, their wins? But you're talking about a team in Missouri. Okay, we'll talk about it. We don't want to get yeah. too far down the rabbit hole. But you're talking about a team in Missouri. Joe, what if they do go into Athens and knock off Georgia? Then what? Yeah, that loss does look pretty good when but you're only able to lose to them on a 60-yard field goal. We can all agree. We can both agree here that we don't think it's very likely for Missouri to pull out that game because we've watched those teams sure. play and we know that That's there are stark differences. If. Yeah, I just don't think Kansas State does anything well enough to to really get you know run the football really well. They have the last three weeks. I, I mean, I'll just give this right now, Joe. Did you know over the last three games they're averaging forty points? They're putting up some big numbers. But they're again, putting who, up numbers, man. That offense has gotten rolling a little bit, but. A little ahead of ourselves. We'll yeah. talk about that, and then we'll give our week 10 picks. Um, just asking here, um, who who's who leads? You you lead by two picks. You lead oh, by two, two by picks. Two picks. Oh. Yeah, you lead by two. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I, I have a lot a of feeling. ball to be played. Okay, well, I do have a feeling that it, it, I'm going to separate myself this week. I don't know your picks. You get to know my picks before everything, but I don't get to know yours, but – Never, nevertheless, uh, how I cheat. Somehow I'm. Wait, I told you my picks, though. I texted you what my picks were. You asked what my picks were going to be, and I told you what they were. Oh, uh, did you? I, I did that remember. differently this week. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't. Remember. But normally, I, I don't. I don't get to do that. All right, uh -huh. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss here, Joe, on this fine Wednesday evening. Before we do that, everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups if you're on Facebook. You're watching us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. Just went over the 2,500 subscribers. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And we thank you so much for doing that. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We talk some. We go, we go to the pack. We talk some USC Washington when we return. Stay with us.
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Quinn Ewers, is it? Uh, very quickly, there is some breaking news. I know that we do not cover college football, uh, but Bob Knight, the college basketball, man, you mean? You said college yeah, football. I'm, I mean, college football. I mean, college basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying yeah. to get at? Yeah. Uh, Bob Knight passed away. Um, yeah. Sad news, man. Bob Knight was Terrible. a fantastic coach. I know there at the end, you know, it kind of fell off the rails, but he was not a coach for this type of generation. Too many people yeah. that are soft. Um, but to the Knight family, we're, you know, I know it probably doesn't mean too much to you, but, uh, from the Rafino Joe show, we, we do, uh, think and pray for you, uh, Mm -hmm. as well. We do have some comments. Elk says, Joe, how does it feel to know that you're fighting Irish lost to the number one team? They shouldn't be the number one team. I agree. Also, that's actually a really good, that's a really good point, Elks, that you bring that up. Shouldn't Notre Dame be a little higher? Shouldn't Notre Dame maybe be a little higher because their their two losses are to two highly ranked teams? Wouldn't well, that, if you're going to do that, sense? then you need to say LSU should be over Mizzou. That is tr- that is true. I don't so disagree again, with that. Look, I, I think that two things can be true at once because we got obliterated in the comments last night because we taped it. If you didn't see Joe and my thoughts on the reaction, all mm-hmm. that stuff, just go to the YouTube channel. And, and you'll see our our recorded videos that are in there. And Dabo is lame. I thought that was a good caption by you. I might add. Um, I thought you'd like that. Let me let me just say this: the the problem that I have, it's not that. Look, I know everybody knows Joe that it's all going to work itself out, okay? But the problem I have is that there's no consistency ever, right? Like no consistency across the no. board. And when head-to-head doesn't matter, it's a problem for me. Yes, it's a problem when head-to-head doesn't matter. There's a reason why, I, even though I think Oregon, Joe, is a better overall football team than Washington, I'm still putting Washington ahead of them because guess what they did? Uh, newsflash. They beat them, okay? So that has to mean something. We'll talk about that at a later time. But – Washington and USC in L.A. Joe, you're not going to go to this game. You're right there in L.A. You're not going to go watch the Trojans. You love Washington so much. The Coliseum sucks. The Coliseum is one of the most overrated, terrible stadiums. I will not go back there. I've been there twice, and it's a garbage stadium. So, no, I will not go back there. Okay, well, I've never been, so I'll I'll take your word. I'll take your word for it, but – Regardless, it's your Washington Huskies, man. They're 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 in town. Maybe maybe I should consider getting some tickets. Maybe that wouldn't be a, yeah. a bad idea. But this is going to be a good game. This might be a hundred points. I think you, should sit, at, I think you should sit at home. I think there's too much good football. 
I don't I don't want to miss out on anything happening. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. I, I'm with you, but just in case you want to. All right. So USC and Washington kickoff uh this Saturday in LA. What's going on here? What's what's up here? Uh it's just someone's dumb dog yelling outside my uh outside my apartment. You're just having some kind of day, buddy. Yeah, this is I'm like I say, wait, wait, I say this to you all the time. The whole like two hours before the show, nothing happens. And then 30 <laughs> minutes before throughout the entirety of it, it's every possible piece of goddamn chaos that can happen during the show. No Nobody doubt. realizes what, what I have to deal with. And, I, and only, you know, disruptions I might have are kids, which, you know. That's what happens when you live in an apartment building, I guess. I guess. All right. Third time is a charm. USC and Washington uh, kick it off this Saturday in L.A. What are your thoughts? I, I've been racking my brain on this one. Um, the bias aside, because I've been a, a Washington supporter this season, I've, I've been really in on them and what I think that they can accomplish. I, I really do see what their ceiling is. And I see them as a team coming into this matchup with an opportunity to solidify themselves, to really prove who they are. They have had two bad games the past couple of weeks, and they feel like the type of program that sh that they're gamers, you know. They show up for the big games, but they're not going to show up for the bad ones, and they're going to play like crap against those bad opponents. Big game. They showed up in that game, and they played as sure. well as they needed to, to to put themselves in a position to win it. Sure. Look, plain and simple, in the important parts of both of these rosters, USC is just porous. Their secondary outside of Kalen Bullock has been abysmal. They're both of their linebackers, Mason Cobb, Taka Curtis, have been. Two of the worst linebackers in the Pac-12, and oh, one Curtis is young, Cobb is not, and he doesn't have much of an excuse for his poor play. They are a mess defensively, and I understand that Washington has not been perfect over the past few weeks, and right now their defense is allowing some of the most rushing yards in the country, and their passing defense is 116th in the country. But if this game is truly going to be a shootout, the team with the far worse defense is going to be the one that struggles to keep up. The other side of this is USC's offensive line is not very good. It has been very bad over the past few weeks, and Caleb Williams has been getting pressured, and he's been getting sacked at a rate that we have not seen before in his career. So if that happens, if, if Washington gets home, it's going to be another long day for, for this, uh, this USC offense. Winning cures all sins losing magnifies them especially when you're a big program like usc you brought something up i wrote it down too this is why i changed my pick joe if i would have came out here and said who had the worst pass defense washington or usc who would you have said statistically it's Washington. Hold on, just just humor me who would you have said statistically it's washington who would you have said usc i would have said you USC. would have said usc but the truth is, because Washington is winning, okay, it gets overlooked how bad their secondary has been. So when I told you today, so earlier this morning, just so everybody knows, I picked Washington, okay? But I went back and watched more film. Joe Stanford was pushing them around and completing wide-ass open passes. I understand the problems that USC has. I, I get it. You're not wrong about Tackett Curtis. Tackett mm. Curtis, the Cal game was the worst, pro arguably one of the worst games at linebacker I'd seen. It was that bad. He he was abysmal against Cal. 
He is still young. Washington is 116th out of 130 teams in the FBS in passing yards allowed. Joe, they're just as bad. They're just as bad as USC is. I think that Lincoln Riley's are going to make I, – I, I like that this game's in L.A. I like that this game's at home for USC. Do I think Washington can win? Absolutely. Do what I say it, if them winning is an extremely massive win? No, but is it a no. big win? Yes. But another thing, though, Joe, rush defense, pass defense, rushing offense, okay, 117th in the country. Their passing defense and rushing offense are the most abysmal of any Power 5 teams in the country. They don't run the football, and they cannot stop people through the air. You know who that sings to? USC. That is how they win. Because if you cannot cover them, and you do not want to take some of the air out of the football by running it, you can't. It's going to be a shootout, and I am going to take Caleb Williams. I can't believe I'm picking this upset, but I am going to take Caleb Williams and USC at home at night in the Coliseum for them to take over the Washington Huskies. Let's not act as if I know that you love Washington. I've told you repeatedly on the show, I'm a Michael Penix homer. It's a team game. I think USC goes in there, carnage, chaos in the pack, and the final year, they take down the Huskies. I just don't see it that way. I, I think that we see this game playing out similarly. I think we acknowledge that this is going to play out as a shootout because of the way that both of these defenses have been porous. They have been giving up tons and tons of yards to their opponents. But at the end of the day, throughout all of this, I have seen one offense falter significantly more than the other. I understand. I understand that that Arizona State game for Washington was a very bad performance. What was Stanford? The Stanford game, they did, they were fine offensively. No, they were fine through the air. They, they were, were fine through the air, yes. On the ground. They cannot run the football. I've they tried. don't need to run the football to win. Joe, I don't think that you, they do. There's going to be a time. There is going to be a time when you have to run the football. Sure, and they can pick up those yards if they need to against a terrible USC defensive line that's not stopping any run games. Again, I understand over, uh, the, past few, over the past few weeks, I, I completely understand that Washington has not been great, but I see more talent, better talent on that defensive line that if they show up to play, and then the, in that linebacking core, if they show up to play, they're going to outplay that USC front seven. The biggest, even bigger defense for me is the offensive lines. I know that you don't like that Washington offensive line. I think that the no, issues, they're better than USC's. Without a doubt, the issues is, is at both guard spots for Washington with Kalepo and Hatchet. They they haven't been great, but their center and their two tackles are two of the better players in the Pac-12. Even though you don't agree with that, they are so much, so much more vastly better than that USC offensive line that has been dog shit. And their stats would probably be, in terms of sacks allowed and tackles for loss allowed, would probably be so much worse if Caleb Williams wasn't there. If there was a normal quarterback, that dude would be getting sacked five, six, seven times a game, I would bet. So my whole point here 
is that if both of these teams match up very similarly, I got to go with the team that's a little built a bit better in the trenches. I don't disagree with your logic. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. The problem I have, or what I like, is not uh, is not on the stat sheet. It's not something that I can come in here and just say. Kind of like how you, you know, how you had a gut feeling about last week Utah, mm-hmm. but you're wrong. And it, but I, I, I'm falling in the trap that you did last week at Utah. I liked that this game's in L.A. I lo- and you know why? Name a big-time Washington game on the road. That's a good point. They haven't traveled well. They have not traveled well. And what has happened when they've had to travel? That offense, everybody looks at Michael Penix. At, so get, here, stay with me. Everybody looks at Michael Penix. Oh, he threw for 304 touchdowns. Sure. Okay. I, I cannot dispute that. It's not created equally. Like, just because you threw – he threw an interception last week, Joe, against Stanford that should have lost them the game. Again, okay? They were struggling down the stretch. They do not go on the road well. well. Here's another thing. Joe, there's only three teams. Three. I think this is interesting about Alabama, too. In the last 20 years that have won back-to-back away games – Okay, in their schedule, meaning back-to-back road games, 2019 LSU, 2022 Georgia, this year's Alabama team, I might add. Okay, that just goes to show how good their defense was. And can Washington be another team that does that? I'm playing the odds here. It's a 98% likelihood that teams that play back-to-back games on the road don't win. Again, out of the last hundred times that it ha- has happened, like we talk uh-huh. about this on AYS, my buddy Carter brings this up all the time. Joe, there's three teams out of a hundred, three teams that have done that. They've all been kind of recently too, which is interesting. But nevertheless, I'm gonna. T- I think Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and this team, they're gonna find their way a little bit. Okay. Zachariah Branch is back. You got some dudes on the outside. I'm taking USC, man. Give me the upset. I still have to also factor this in, and this is something that I know USC fans want to turn a blind eye to. But Ohio State did it too. Look, we can agree here, Blake. We can agree here that this USC team is slowly approaching quit watch. They are a team that is – they're not putting up a lot of fight. We saw the way that they've yeah, they have fight folded. No fight. They, they have folded in positions where their backs were against the wall multiple times this year. And then their two losses to Utah and to Notre Dame. Well, they almost came back and won that game, but they 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 can't make a big play at the end of the game. And they, they fairness, do not yeah. in fairness though, so it's different, Joe, because so has Washington offensively. But they're still winning. They're true. still finding ways to win. True, that that's true. But like Oklahoma, when you play with fire, eventually you're going to get burned. You I don't disagree. I don't I don't disagree with that, but as I one of my biggest clichés is good teams find ways to win when you're playing bad. And I think that 
that is more reflective of their performance over the last couple of weeks is that they have played poorly. They have been overlooking opponents and they've played like crap. They feel like a team to me that is going to step up to the occasion against a USC team. Might I add the Coliseum's not hard to play in. It's not. It's not anywhere near the level that it was in the early 2000s. As Since I, then, I never said anything about home field advantage in reference. I'm not direct. I'm not directing that at you. I'm yeah. just directing that at the USC fan base. It, it's not a difficult, necessarily difficult place to play. And we saw that with Utah. Utah walked right in there and that's, threw up all those points. That's different, Joe. When a team is struggling, okay, hear me out here. When a team is struggling, what what side of the ball would you rather struggle? Offense or defense? If you had to pick, I, I'd rather struggle to struggle defensively. I would too, because again, I, I I might look, I might look dumb, okay. And the people in the comments call me dumb all the time. Caleb Williams is still Caleb Williams, and there's still magic in that arm. There's still magic in those legs, and I just think that they're due. I think USC's due for something. I understand that you, they're not a great team. I'm not coming in here saying that they're a good team. Mm -hmm. What I am saying is, is I still think for whatever reason, my gut is just telling me to go with the Trojans here, man, because I do think, and look, if it's not USC, I still think Washington is going to lose one of these along the way. I don't think they, I don't know if they get to Oregon. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if they can get to Oregon unscathed. I, I see that's where we we look at the actually let me throw this out there. Okay. I think if they beat USC, that's evidence that they're going to finish unscathed and then they'll lose to Oregon in the Pac 12 championship game. You're that's Cam what Ward, I think is gonna Cam happen. Ward, man. What if Cam Ward upsets them at the end of the year? They look like shit right now. They look I like can't I can't put any you, faith hey, in them. Can you, hey, do you remember that don't, time you put Washington State in top ten? That didn't happen. I don't pull the tape. I don't hey, remember you that know happening. What's funny. What? Somebody earlier in the comments said that you need to get off of Alabama's nutsack, which is not funny, but then at the same time, it kind of is. Was the All word right? nutsack said? Or no, was it the it's other not word? nutsack. So okay. Paraphrasing. Told, yeah, I'm paraphrasing. And you know what's so funny about that? You know what? The whole conversation about me saying they won't beat Bama started with Washington State. It did. Wait. <laughs> it did. Oh, it yeah, did. Uh, man. Come on. Oregon beats Bama. I still anymore. stand by that. I still stand by that. Washington State would get obliterated by Alabama. I'm just going to leave it there. All right. Yeah. Oklahoma, or let me, so you can get a better cut here. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in Bedlam, Joe, in Bedlam. Now, look, I, I probably should have confirmed this stat, okay? I did not. So, if Oklahoma State fans tell me I'm wrong in the comments, more power to you. I just saw it on Twitter. Maybe should have done my own research. Didn't have time. Didn't do it. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and Bedlam in back-to-back -back years, it'd be the first time since the mid-30s. I saw that on Twitter. Again, if I'm wrong, tell me in the comments that I'm wrong. I, I Dude, I, I don't know if Oklahoma State doesn't pull another upset. But here's the thing for me. I, I would feel better if Oklahoma would have beat Kansas last week. You know, like, hey, mm -hmm. you know, they're coming in there. Uh, wounded dog goes back to our teams that don't win both games on the road. Normally, they split Oklahoma 
is one of those teams going to Kansas, now going to Bedlam. See, it's not easy to win on the road, but I do think Oklahoma does get back to their winning ways this weekend, Joe. Here's why. I think that they're going to be able to, with Walker and company, even with Dylan Gabriel, run on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has not been a good rush defense. They're in the hundreds. I think they're 101 in the country in rush yards allowed, rush yards per game. They have looked pretty bad defensively in that run game. I do think Oklahoma is going to be able to get the ball down the field in that running game. And because Oklahoma State has had so much issues there, and by the way, Oklahoma's total defense is 105 in the country. I just think that it is going to be a place or a situation where Oklahoma goes in there, is able to run the football effectively, and they get out of there with the win. I don't feel this is one of the few ones where I like I don't feel super confident in it, but I still will make this statement um, very firmly. I see what you're saying. I really do think that Oklahoma is is in this position to pick themselves up off the mat. But man, I don't know if there's a hotter team right now or a hotter player in the country than Oklahoma State and Ollie Gordon. They have yeah been surging last week or something like that, didn't he? Like he ran yeah. all over them. He's had three or four straight games where he's been over 200 scrimmage yards. He's had even more, over 150. The crazy part about him is it's not like he had a slow start to the season. They just weren't giving him the football. (laughs) And they decided, oh, this guy's kind of looking pretty good. Let's start to hand him the ball more. And it's to the tune of 250-yard rushing days. He is an unbelievable running back and one who is – really open the eyes of the college football landscape, the NFL draft landscape. He is one of the best players in the country, as we've seen. I understand their performances have been against weaker opponents, but they are dominating teams along the line of scrimmage and in the run game. I think one of the hardest things to do in college football in the modern era is to slow down a hot rushing team like Oklahoma State. My biggest concern, though, Blake, is what we saw last week and against UCF for Oklahoma. Devin Neal, Jason Bean, and Hyshaw ran all over that Oklahoma Mm -hmm. defense that I thought was so much better than they were. They're having a ton of issues in the back end of their secondary with Reggie Pearson and Bill Bowman. I I think that their linebackers have been a little bit inconsistent. Ollie Gordon gets hot. This game is going to end up going in Oklahoma State's favor. Well, let's not forget that Oklahoma now ran for 230 last week, too. And I think Kansas's front yeah. seven is better than Oklahoma State's. So I, I do – see, we're just flopping on, flip-flopping on. You think it, Ollie Gordon. Now, I, I will admit, Ollie Gordon is so fun to watch. Man, that 75-yard run he had last week was so amazing. He is one of arguably maybe one of the best backs in all of college football. you got to give him that. I mm. think Gun- this is what makes Gundy a, co- a very, very underrated coach. As you mentioned, not getting him enough touches early in the season, and now they are feeding him, and they are winning football games because of it. Ollie Gordon was probably, Joe, and I think we talked about this when I picked him over Kansas State a couple of weeks ago, he was the reason. When you watch him, he is so good with the ball in his hands. But because I think that Oklahoma is going to be able to run the football and score a lot, on this Oklahoma State team and at least uh, have the threat of scoring a lot. And I think Dylan Gabriel gets back to his ways. Alan Bowman, 
Oklahoma State's quarterback, it, it, he doesn't do it for me. He's thrown no. for 7% completion percentage. He's got mm-hmm. eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Joe, my question would be, and if and I think Oklahoma actually does have the personnel to do this, even though last week it did not look good, they're going to play man-to-man coverage on the outside, and they're going to send the house at Ollie Gordon. Their key, if you take Ollie Gordon away, which is very difficult, if you can contain him, they're going to win. Now, what's interesting to me, Joe, when I've been watching Oklahoma State the last couple of weeks, I mean Oklahoma the last couple of weeks, their pass defense has not been great. Okay. They no. are, I, I think it has been the reason as to why they have been running the football more because they've had some leaks in the secondary, 86 in the country, uh, passing yards allowed. I just think Oklahoma gets back to those winning ways because I still think that they're a really talented team, a really young, talented football team. My question would be. How good can Dylan Gabriel be in this one? Uh, speaking of the run game for against Oklahoma State, man, in the secondary, Oklahoma State has not been great either. They're 90th in the country in passing yeah. yeah. So, again, I just think because Oklahoma has too much, Stoops, Farouk, Walker, and company, along with getting Gabriel on the run, they will come up with a win in this one. Right. This is why I'm I'm not like – heavy in on this pick that's not why i'm it's exactly why i'm not sitting here slamming the table like i was just doing for washington logic would dictate it makes sense to pick oklahoma for everything that you just said oklahoma and we we even talked about this a few weeks ago after they beat texas this is the most well-rounded oklahoma team we have seen in over a decade they are very very well-rounded but the problem is right Uh, now i'm not gonna go there I'm Sorry, gonna... five years, five years. Let me, okay. I didn't, decade wasn't the right word. The last five years since yeah, Lincoln that Riley took over. team could play. That 2019 team could play. The one with Hurt, Jalen Hurt. Yeah. What I'm getting at here is I just feel as though Oklahoma is the cold team and Oklahoma State's the hot one. And I think that those stats that we're talking about have been a little bit negatively impacted by their really terrible start to the season. They had a really bad start to the season that I cannot ignore, but they are really freaking hot right now. I think a hot college football team, it's not like we've got two hot teams going against one another. You know, this this isn't a, a matchup between two programs that are surging in the right direction. Oklahoma's no, taking a step back. No, but you do. Speaking of Oklahoma, you do have a dog that's in the corner. Brother, this is it for them. That's a key thing. That's a key thing is you how do they what? react? How do they handle themselves? Do they right. come out swinging and do they fight themselves out of the corner? Or and here's another question. How many signs did Brent Venable steal? Yeah, is Connor Stallions on the uh, – <laughs> was he at the West Virginia game? We're going to find a picture We're going to find out, man. We're going to find out. You never know. You never know where they're being sent. I, I am with you. I am with you in reference to. I like this Oklahoma State team. I like watching them play. They're a fun, fun team to watch yeah. because of how they play. I don't think it matters. I, I like history. I like history being on my side here. The problem is one. Th- one thing I will point out as well. Even though I just pooed on Alan Bowman, their quarterback. He has done a fantastic job 
at getting a lot of guys involved offensively. Let me explain. Uh, Brennan Presley has 39 catches on the year. Jaden Bray and Rashad Owens both have 27. You know what? That, that All that tells me is that he's getting the ball to peep the, the open dude when it's called upon. He has not played great, okay? And, and I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. It, the deciding factor for Oklahoma State for me would be in a win. We look up, and it, might, it doesn't have to be a fantastic game. Bowman's got to go for over 275 in the, in the air. He's got to have a pair of scores, okay? If he can get those safeties back, if he can push back those safeties for Oklahoma that have been flying all over the place, it will open up lanes for Ollie Gordon. The magic number for Oklahoma State goes through Allen Bowman. It goes through him having 275, and that's how they get the win for me. I, I think it I think it benefits him, though, that as you're talking about these these Oklahoma safeties, again, they have not graded well. They have not played particularly well. They have been I, – I, I like to use PFF sometimes to kind of just justify where I think the direction of a certain team is going. And two of, of the worst-graded players that they – I don't solely rely on it. <laughs> two of their – that needs to be clarified. Two of their worst-graded players have been Reggie Pearson and Billy Bowman. Bill Bowman, two of their worst graded players. That's a concern. I will give Bowman this because I don't agree with some of the PFF stuff that's come out on him because I've seen it too. That's on gun, dude. He is Jamal Adams, and they're 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 not playing him correctly. Jamal Adams is not a free safety. Yeah. What did we see from Bowman against Texas when he comes down in the pocket? When he comes downhill and is playing downhill, he will light your ass up this is a game that's built for him teams that want to yeah. run the football and, yeah, and look i will give him this i don't think he realized that kansas actually had some speed <laughs> and my man got out of some positions here and there and my like i, I saw one play against i think it was kansas uh, I, if i'm misremembering I, I apologize but i think being on that zone read and he's like trying to catch up to him and he's like uh, you know you could just tell he's telling his teammates like god damn this dude's fast you know like Sometimes it just it sneaks up on you. It sneaks up on you, Joe. Right. I, I don't I don't hate that. All right, we got to get moving. Really quickly, you want to touch on Kansas State and Texas? Yeah, let's get into it. I um this is another one I flopped on because the more I thought about it, I picked Kansas State earlier in the morning when we were getting ready for our picks and flipped to Texas. Can I tell you my main reason why? Yeah, I was a little – I didn't even really notice that you went in Kansas State until you texted me you wanted to switch it. I went back and watched last week, and I normally don't like using games, okay, when it's just last week, mm-hmm. all right? But I had to rely on that one solely because it was the only game that I had of Malik Murphy, really, yeah. right? Like in the spotlight – now, the reason I picked Kansas State early in the morning because I was like, Malik Murphy ain't beating him. I don't like him enough right now to say that he beat him. But I'm so glad I went back and watched this game because everybody around Malik Murphy got better. Like, it was like Sarkeesian went to the entire team and said, listen, man, this is this kid's first start. You're going to have to step up. That O-line stepped up. Mm. That running game stepped up. And I don't think that Sark really and truthfully, Xavier Worthy with the punt return for a tutty, okay, running game getting going. 
I don't think Sarkeesian called a good game. I think he called a horrible game. He's trying to do these little fake reverses, little screen passes that you see in the NFL. And Malik Murphy got popped right as he's turning around. He fumbles the football. Okay. BYU uh, almost recovers it. He called a horrible game. Joe, still won by 30. They still won by 30 plus. Everybody around Malik Murphy got better. I think that they suck. I said this last week, so this is my – I don't want to say this would be my lock by any stretch because I was leaning one way earlier. Mm-hmm. I just think Texas is going to suffocate Will Howard. I think the key for Kansas State here is not Will Howard. His name is Avery Johnson. Why they are not playing him, I just don't know. What? Okay, here's the thing. I think Avery Johnson is going to be a sneaky, really good player in that conference. Avery Johnson, he's Auburn not there yet. Two weeks ago, Joe, he had four drops. He's a he's a tight end playing quarterback right now. He's got okay. he needs a little I've seen time. Taysom Hill win games for the Saints. I saw him win six straight. Everybody, okay. The, I saw the, Kentucky. I saw yeah. Kentucky with Lynn Bowden run the Wildcat the entire game and go ten and three. It's a good point. It's a good point, so, but uh, I don't know, is, man. That kid is good enough with his arm that if he needs to throw that thing, he can throw that. You you gonna trust Will Howard? I trust him a little bit more, and I understand the coaching decision. I, I don't know if I trust one significantly more than the other i understand the coaching decision of having a guy who started the season and then to confuse I'm not, I'm not saying yeah that. The, I'm confuse the rest of your weapon. roster he is a key weapon getting him involved is going to be really important i here's how i look at it if kansas state does win this football game it's going to be because they do get avery johnson involved and then on top of that dj giddens i think is a really underrated running back he has been mm-hmm. phenomenal he is a big prospect name to pay attention to at the running back position their offensive line uh cooper bb when he's in there he's healthy he boosts the quality of the rest of that offensive line without him they're kind of mediocre there's not really a next guy up that's the next elite player it's a group of one and then a bunch of just guys they got to get that run game going you know they got to control the time of possession but plain and simple we we watched this. I already was duped by Kansas State when they went into the Missouri game. I picked Kansas State pretty and aggressively you picked them against Oklahoma State. I, look, plain and simple. Plain the and two simple. times you picked them, the two yes. times you picked them, they lost. I watched these freaking guys get cooked by Watch Luther Burden. Watch yeah, them honestly. Weekend. Look, what happened against Missouri is really good proof of what's going to happen this weekend. Luther Burden, that passing attack, completely cooked that Kansas State secondary. They don't have a group good enough to cover Xavier Worthy, Adani Mitchell, and that the remaining... Well, Lee Murphy might not be players. able to get it to him. Dude, he is not, not that bad of a quarterback, though. Look, look if Brady, if Brady Cook... Wait, 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 wait. The wait, rainbow, if, he's... Okay. If Brady Cook can have a... F- a freakishly dominant game against Kansas State. I think that Malik I don't Murphy, like transitive properties that early in the year. But it's not a transitive property. I have examples if, of If a, this a, guy can cook, why did, can this guy cook? That's what I'm saying. I think that Malik Murphy is going to be fine. Saying. Transitive yeah. properties don't work. Yes, it does. We have an example no. of a secondary getting their asses no. kicked, and I think that they're going to get their ass kicked again. No. That Malik Murphy, you could, but Joe, the eye test shows you that Malik Murphy is not ready. He's not ready, and and, and he ain't. I, I'm, 
The team around him picked him up. Yeah. So if they if any one of those units offensively does not play their best football last week against BYU, I know that and Blake, you're gonna say, well, Blake, what are you talking about? Nobody they didn't score. They didn't, you know. I've seen him. I saw what he did. The turnovers were abysmal. You cannot do that against Kansas State. I don't care how bad you think Kansas State is. If you turn the football over against that team, they're going to whip your ass. Well, Missouri turned the ball over against them, and they, and I do they still have lost. A 60-yard field goal to win. And again... I, what yeah, I don't Texas is better than Missouri. Is. You called out Missouri. Missouri's seven and one. But I'm not using Missouri as an example to say that a bad team beat Kansas State. I'm using it as an example to say a similar style team in Texas already beat this Kansas State team. The transitive property works when I can make connections between rosters and play style. They are a much more, even without Quinn Ewers and when Malik Murphy is playing, Bro. that receiving court is going to be open the whole day. If there is and a you, game for Malik Murphy to get into a rhythm in a second start, it's going to be against the secondary. Here's a transitive property for you. Are you ready? I don't like math, so no. It's not that hard. <laughs> Alabama played South Florida and beat them by 14, 17-3. Remember yeah, that? South Florida is a top Hold on, right stay now. with me. The next week, they absolutely just manhandle Ole Miss in the second half. Okay, they beat Ole Miss. Don't have an SEC loss, but that's so without Jalen Milrow. And Quint, where's Quinn Ewers? I I don't think that those things are the same right. as what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. You want to get to these picks? Yeah, let's do them. Uh, the home we got a message yep. from home field first though. Yep. You want to you want to tell them about home field before we read the commercial? Uh, I almost put another one of my home field shirts on. I'm gonna I'll have it on for Sunday, but dude, I need to get more of those shirts. I I, I got all three of them, and I'm looking at all of them. I'm like, I need I need more of these things. I, it, I I don't have enough to rotate. I don't have enough to rotate them. But home field, great collegiate gear, amazing collegiate gear. We give you our picks next. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Home Field Apparel, which is the best without a doubt premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan. Maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan. Whatever it is, even Idaho, they have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R-U-F-F-I-N-O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. By the way, that's the sound Jaden Daniels is going to hear in the first round this year. Did you read Dane Brugler's article? Is that why you're saying that? Who's Dane Brugler? Dane Brugler is the the athletic, uh, the NFL draft analyst at the Athletic. Well, he's yeah, uh, talking to some people. Apparently, he might Jaden Daniels might be on moving up the radar. Hmm. 
Wonder who said that two months ago. Anyway, here are our picks for the week, sponsored by our good friends over at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code Rafino Joe for fifteen percent off. Joe, we just got done talking about Washington and USC. We didn't do this one live, but go check the video. Notre Dame, Clemson, Georgia, Mizzou, LSU, and Alabama. Let's start there. We flip flop on the first one in USC and Washington, but are the same on all the others. Yeah, I stand by what I said earlier. I really do think that Washington just has that extra little bit of offensive juice to get them over the top to win that game. Um, the other one, I mean, we talked about Notre Dame. You know, we 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 both agree that Notre Dame is catching Clemson when they're at their lowest. They're going to the win that game. The only thing with that one, the only thing, Clemson's in the top 50 in every statistical category, just like Notre Dame. The only one not being red zone offense. If you if Clemson is getting seven in the red zone, Notre Dame's in trouble. I'm telling you. It's a fair point. Don't disagree. They're in trouble. Joe, I, I saw the uh, adjusted stat on that Notre on Clemson. The only game that they would have lost, the only one, you ready mm. for it? Florida State. The only one. If they did not turn the ball over or would have converted on their red zone uh, offensive tries, mm -hmm. they would have been in the same place, which even I don't agree with that because Kay Klubnick, they went for it on fourth down and they missed against Florida State. They could I do actually agree with Dabo. They are a, they are seven red zone trips away from being undefeated. That is nuts. That's also coaching and personnel. Right. They're missing. They're missing 150 points at this point. Like that is yeah. a lot that you've missed on. That look, I, I, I'm not going to sit in here and just justify Dabo. I'm not going to do it. But I just think if they're converting in the red zone, you have a bigger issue on your hands than people are allowing to. Yeah. Uh, the two big matchups of the weekend. Both of us taking Georgia over Mizzou and the primetime game of the week. LSU and Alabama, I can't believe you're doing it. You're taking the Tigers. If Jane Daniels goes into Tuscaloosa and wins, and you don't come on this show Sunday and say he's leading the Heisman ticket, you will be banned for a week. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll we'll see well, if he... Interesting. The two weeks that Brock Bowers have, have pretty much been out, it's the games that Georgia's looked the best well, in. Well, I, I took Didn't Brock Bowers off he my... He was the Heisman frontrunner? Ollie Gordon has replaced Brock Bowers on my Heisman list right now. Who's so, your number one? I don't have a number one. Uh, it's bullshit. You would vote I don't have a, Anyway, we yes. both pick Georgia. We both pick LSU. What's your reasoning for both? Uh, we talked about this, this Georgia-Missouri matchup, and I, I just think that Georgia is in steamrolling mode. They're in that position where they're not going to be slowed down until maybe they get to the SEC championship game and they get challenged by somebody who – is a competent opponent. Not saying Missouri's not competent, but they do not match up well with the elite athletes that Georgia has. And then, look, I'm sorry, LSU fans. Whenever I pick you guys, you seem to lose and vice versa. Last year versus Bama? That is true. Actually, maybe I'm wrong about that because I also picked I also picked, picked Florida, Florida State to win yeah, and I got Florida that one State. right. You got, you're actually undefeated on your LSU picks. That's not true because I picked Missouri to beat LSU. No, you didn't. You picked LSU. 
Did I actually? Uh huh. Yeah, you picked. Oh, LSU, LSU fans. I didn't. Wait, really? Did I actually? Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah, check. You I need picked to go Ole Miss. Remember, you picked Ole Miss to beat LSU, and I called you nuts. Oh, that is correct. Yeah, my man, my memory's terrible, man. Um, <laughs> I think again, it's kind of pissing me off, but then at the same time, you picking LSU here today makes me feel good. It, it's. It sounds like I was intentionally leading you to admit that I was right, but. Hilariously, I was not. I absolutely was not. My my memory is terrible. Again, matchups, matchups, matchups. I do do not think that Alabama is offensively equipped to keep up with that LSU team. Yeah, you said Brady Cook was ass. Remember, it's still true. Oh my God, stop! All right, the other games: Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Texas, UCLA, Arizona, Ole Miss, and Tamu. We are. The the bottom three. Sorry if you if you're not watching us, but we all picked the same. Joe, I got to admit two things. Number one, we just got done talking about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. We're not going to do that one again. I really had a tough time today picking against my Arizona Wildcats. They have been winning your boys some money. I like the Fighting Jeff Fish Fish team, mm-hmm. but UCLA, dude. By the way. Talk about a top 10 defense. UCLA stand up top 10 in both rushing offense and a rushing defense and passing defense. How about that? Lietu Latu and the Murphy brothers have been a wrecking machine. I don't think that Arizona's offensive line is going to be able to hold them down. So neither. Yeah, the the UCLA pick is the easy one. This is not built like that Oregon State Arizona Arizona win. Uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's fun, but they're not going to, but speaking of a gut feeling, man, I, I, we, as we just spoke about with Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, I think logically it makes sense to pick Oklahoma. I just can't explain it. It's just such a gut feeling like I had for Utah USC. It's a gut feeling, man. I think that they, that they win this one. Can I give you a gut feeling that I have about another one of these games we just picked? Yeah. You ready to call me nuts? I mean, I do it every week. Ole Miss and A&M is technically a pick It shouldn't be. It should be. Can I tell you why? Why? The last time that Ole Miss faced a D-line this good, LSU included, LSU wasn't Mm. there. Alabama. I don't know. I Joe, I got it. When Jackson Dart starts getting hit by this big Mm. D-line, what has Jackson Dart's problem been? My man, when he starts getting hit, starts playing really, really bad. Really bad. Well, I add to that, though, against Alabama, it, they also have a really good secondary. Texas A&M secondary has not been good this year, and Very I think true. that if he gets them off, it's, it's, he's well, going to be Well, that's why I'm picking Ole Miss to win. It, it yeah. is the reason why I'm picking Ole Miss to win. But. Do not, do not sleep on this 11 a.m. game. I'm telling you, I, I feel it. I, I feel it right now. I could see I it. have a feeling like Phil Collins, man. But it would be an awesome matchup next week. If Ole Miss does win, which I think that they will, yeah. I, what a great matchup. Georgia, Ole Miss, Ole Miss going to Athens. Can Kirby finally That's- win the big one? It's the same thing as Missouri versus Georgia. It's the same 
It's just another bump in the road. It's just another notch I'm, in the belt. When you say stuff like that, it really makes me question if you actually like football. What do you mean? What does that have to do with anything? Well, we know the outcome. Why do we even watch it then? Oh, obviously we watch it because it's enjoyable to watch <laughs> Georgia just beat the shit out of Old Miss. That's why. I do think George is going to beat the shit out of them. But yes, they will. I will tell you this. Something that I will keep an eye out on. If Eli Drinkwitz and company can find a find a way to expose Georgia, a lot like what LSU did last year in the SEC championship game when they threw for 500. What did what did Ohio State do the very next game that Georgia played? They were running the same shit LSU was. Yeah. I do think that this benefits lane when you got to face back-to-back high-flying offenses like this, it can benefit you in a, in a great way. So all I will say is watch out for that game, okay, in two weeks. We'll talk about that one a lot. And it seems as if, Joe, over these last two, we've become apparently in the comments a Georgia podcast. Yeah, I mean, it happens when – yeah, when you root, root for Georgia and you pick them to win, you're a Georgia, Georgia fans homer. love us, dude. They, they love still us. Don't like, I still don't think they like me. No, they don't. But you're from, the, you're from the north. Welcome to the state of Georgia. Yeah. Did you know that the devil went down to Georgia one time? Yes, I'm familiar with that song. He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> All right. These references. Hey, man, I love... I love... Song references. Uh, shout out to Tom here. He sends us some stars via via uh, Facebook. Thank you so much, Tom, for doing so. And he says, rest in peace to Coach Bobby mm-hmm. Knight. Absolutely, my friend. Good to see you in here. Uh, Tom in Myrtle Beach is a big Ohio State fan. Ah. Yeah, big time Ohio State fan. So shout out to your number one uh, fighting Buckeyes, I will admit. All right. We will see you guys again Sunday. It's been a great four-episode week. Huge week. Four-episode week. You got to love it. All right. We'll see you all Sunday. Y'all have a good one. Peace.